Well, it's a little bit unrealistic. And so we're going to be in our lives happy, sad, high-fiving, joy, you know, but we're also going to be in pain and loss and grief and heartache. And it's learning that all of these are important. I'm Alison Rice and welcome to Offline, the podcast. These are honest conversations about true self with the people behind the Instagram accounts and the teachers who help us on our way. A lot has changed since I launched Offline in September 2018. It started as a podcast and thanks to your ongoing support, it turned into a movement. Today, Offline exists to help us explore the essence of who we are and how to live, create and succeed in alignment with that. This is our true self. There's the podcast, a series of online courses I've created with our collective needs in mind and experiences that allow us to connect as a community. Visit getoffline.co to find out more or follow getoffline.co on Instagram. I hope this episode helps you on your way. Thank you for being here. Jeannie Burke is my first guest because she could also be my only guest. The self-work starts with her. I met Jeannie six years ago when she invited me into her beauty lab Venustis in Sydney's Paddington. I remember sitting on the bus on my way home with this sense of knowing that Jeannie was going to be a very important woman in my life. It's all a bit hocus pocus, but I'm like that. Fast forward to today, and I find it so hard to define our relationship. Just know this, she's profound, special, ethical, majestic and kind. She shaped me as a woman and sister, a friend, a wife and a leader. I'll be using Jeannie's lessons on self to guide my upcoming conversations with the women we all love to follow on Instagram. Make sense? I don't know. I just know I've been put here to do this. Here's Jeannie and I for episode one of Offline. We're in my tiny lounge room and we're sharing our story. So we met six years ago now. Wow. And I wondered if um, if you remember, and I ask this because I don't remember, okay. so let me start by saying that, but I wonder if you remember how I was in the world then. Yes. Because on reflection, I guess, having done so much work with you over the past six years, I realise now that I was just living on the surface of everything. Mm. I'm very proud of you. Oh, thank you. I'm very proud of you. Thank you so much. I think you were in your work, you know, Mm. and in your joy and you were, you know, you have a beautiful partner and that makes everything beautiful, whether it's pain or not, and you were in your work Mm. and very happy in it and successful at it and working your way through Climbing, I suppose, working your way up. And being able to mentor that in an honest way for women is incredible. Mm. I think the women that have worked with you, wherever it's been, are blessed because we don't always have that. We don't always have someone to say, look, that's okay, I understand, I hear you, 
Mm. It's very different. Whether mm. it's a man or a woman, when you're on your journey and doing work on yourself and owning that, then you have empathy and understanding for other people. Now, of course, it's not about, you know, they still have to work mm. <laughs> and do their yeah. job, but we have an understanding and a, and a place to move them to, mm. to get help, I suppose. Well, what's mm. been interesting about the conversations that we've had prior to me going in for a session is we never really talk about the specifics specifics of any given problem, whether it is a home and personal problem for me or whether it's work-related. And I think a lot of the time it is work-related, isn't it? <laughs> correct on both counts, yeah. yeah. So it's correct. We don't need to be specific no. and I think that's really comfortable for a lot of women that come in. I don't need to know their name or who it was I just need the energy. Mm. I just need how I can help you. I need where are you, how are you feeling, how it's impacting your body and then I go about how can I help mm. with excitement, like what can I do, mm. whether it's a crystal, whether it's a treatment, whatever it is, but not exactly right. And I think that's great, not being specific for me yeah, and for you. yeah. And then can we talk about the, the work what do you draw on? And, you know, I talk about the crystals all the time yeah. when I'm like doing any public speaking and like I've got the whole team into the crystals That's and the great. sprays and I've got, yeah, as you yeah. know, I'm like a complete <laughs> um, devotee. Yeah, good. So I like to go straight into do you meditate really? So I'll ask each person, um, do you meditate or have you ever meditated or is it something that you've tried or interested in? And there's a common thread there that, it's about, well, I've tried, but I couldn't do it. And Can't so access I, it. Yes. And not and it hasn't worked for them. Or they haven't found the right way for them or something that fits and feels great. So I went about researching a lot of how to deliver that. Mm. And most of the time it hits home in that it's about this year, unwavering gratitude and just really being grateful for what we have and who we are mm. and grateful for where we are living and the person laying next to us mm. and the ocean and mm. and having that gratitude of everything that we currently have because then the universe will hear that or God or Buddha or whatever your belief is. All of it is fine and the same and not the same but um, grateful for that and grateful for each other mm. and then having an intention and lifting, being responsible for your vibrational frequency. You know I love the vibrational frequency. I, <laughs> I live for it. Mm. It's been, I would say, one of the biggest lessons you've taught me is, and I use it all the time, and, you know, Oprah says it as well, and whatever Oprah says, we love. We love. <laughs> we love Oprah. Um, but being responsible and taking responsibility for the energy you bring to every room, and so that's helped me as a leader of young women, but that's I think one of the biggest lessons I've gotten from the work that we've done is you've taught me about um, – I just I had to Google it right after we first started talking about it, but I wonder if we can go there quickly. What What is that? What is vibrational so frequency? So every living thing operates on a vibrational frequency, whether it's a plant, flower, an animal and a human. And so – in a basic, easy-to-understand way, we feel. And so if we're feeling great, then it would be described as high vibration. And if we're feeling 
bad or sad or in pain, then it's a low vibration. Mm. There are other ways of describing it in that you know when you get that feeling of you're walking down a dark street and you see someone there and it's scary. So that's your intuitive feeling. So it's honouring that. Everybody has it. Mm. I'm not unique. Everybody has it and it's tapping into it and working in it and me teaching you how to do that. Mm. And that's great that you can do that because then young women can see that and know they can. Mm. They can tap into that. And when we're in pain, having the time to lean into it and find out why Mm. and asking ourselves a question, why am I in pain? What's coming up for me? And having a look at that. Mm. And if we need help, asking for help. I found the pain really hard because... Once you identify it and acknowledge it, it doesn't go away then. It's like, damn. Okay. Now yeah. I'm going to have to like ugh, do more deal work. with this bloody thing. <laughs> and I think particularly in the last two years, I would say for you and I, it's been really deep mm. and really raw. And some days I'm exhausted because you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I, can't I go back to like <laughs> the not knowing? But once you really understand what it is, and I guess it's whatever that block was and it's unblocked, you're just in the world in a different way. And Well, you're present really, aren't mm. you? And you're in your own energy. And going back to the old way, though, you you know, it can be great for a day and that was great, you know. But it's not really being who you are and doing your self-work and being connected to self. Mm. And so being that vulnerable self where your heart is open, well, yes, it may get broken. Ouch, it does bloody hurt. Yes, but that's real. And Mm. it's where things, where people say things like, oh, as long as you're happy, well, it's a little bit unrealistic. Mm. And so we're going to be in our lives happy, sad, high-fiving joy, you Mm. know, but we're also going to be in pain Mm. and loss and grief and heartache and it's learning that all of these are important Mm. and make a person Mm. and, you know, it's us. And if we only celebrate one and acknowledge one, then the work sits there Mm. and even though the pain doesn't go away it gets less and it becomes known so we know what it is and we can continue to do further work Mm. where it's a lot less and it's just part of us like a scar Mm. so some things I say to people look the pain will never go for what you've shared with me that pain will never go but it will shift and it will change shape and you will be able to cope in the world Mm. and you will be able to have a healthy relationship even though in the past you haven't. You can decide that. You can create that, manifest that. When I started seeing Jeannie six years ago, I didn't think I had any pain because I hadn't thought I'd been through anything really traumatic. But yet, the top of my back was constantly aching. Through multiple sessions, we unlocked the cause of that pain. It was guilt. I was holding guilt in the top of my back. That was such a breakthrough moment for me to allow myself permission to say, you know what, I'm not always okay. Mm. And so I'm like holding guilt at the top of my back, Mm. you know. And it doesn't necessarily mean you've done something bad, Mm. right. It's just we have women, you know, where everything's changing for us Mm. and we can leave our children but feel guilty but be at work. Wherever we are, we're often not there. 
So we leave our babies with someone else and we feel guilty about that, but we want a career and there's not a lot of work with that. Well, uh, uh, there probably is, but not a lot of people are doing it. So it's accessing how to help with guilt, how to help with heartache, how to help with all those things. And shoulders and that sort of upper back area are often carrying the weight of the world. So you're carrying the big job, you're carrying the big, you know, all the big things. I'm carrying all the things. Yeah. And then, you know, you can go back into the family and what you carried with them if you've got, you know, anything. So for anyone. So I think part of part of the work has also been separating my true self, which is the whole reason for us to be sitting down talking today, from the, I guess, character of Alison that is shiny digital publisher, really good at her job, leads all the women, you know, is always really inspiring. And that that is a lot to carry. To carry, but I absolutely feel authentic in it. Mm-hmm. But part of what I've been challenged with over the past few years especially is that whole piece on when you're sitting in your true self. I couldn't Without the labels, I didn't actually know right. who I was. Right. Beautiful. You know? Yeah. Like how beautiful is that? Yeah. And so many women will feel exactly the same. Mm. And how do we integrate both? And if we take away something, we can still be the same. Mm. And we can have different versions which are completely fine. We can have our home personal version which is going to be, of course, different to our work version. Because you've, you've taught me that about the energy and intention I bring when I'm on my way to work yes, and then when I get to my front door. Really important. Mm. So we want to have energy at work and often people will say that when we're working as women, when we're in these jobs and in these positions where we're leading other women or we're leading companies, so many CEOs, that we're often in a masculine energy. And it doesn't mean we're not feminine, we're not truly ourselves, but we're doing more masculine work. We're leading and we love it and it's great and we thrive in it. I love it. You know, it's fantastic. But when I'm at home, that energy and that person doesn't serve me in my personal life. And I explain this to women because it's easier if I give my example that they want me to be lover, mother, carer, not genie boss. Yeah. So I've learnt how to shift that energy with podcasts, with uh, intention, with music, with so many different things. And I share that with, I you share have. everything, everything I've What's that found. great one you share with Live me? Awake. Live Awake. Yeah. Everyone needs to A letter to, go to and... the women of the world. Incredible. Six minute and you can go there just Incredible. about. Incredible. Yeah. Everyone has to go and yeah. Go and donate that. before you download. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Don't you think? Do I like to think it's really important to always work ethically mm. and give to those who give to others so if we can all give back to whoever we're wherever we're using someone else's work it's really important to do that Mm. and I advise women when they have issues and they're telling me whether it's specific or non-specific I can work in either way it doesn't it doesn't phase either way but about remembering to work ethically be ethical be moral do the right thing and if you're not or if you haven't that day then go back and apologize and own that mm. and see what that looks like mm. and change that. That's been a big sort of drum for me to beat lately is, you know, we're, 
it's it is an amazing time to be a woman. True. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So fantastic. And sometimes I I worry that the internet broadly, but social media, um, is putting a bit of um this sort of fake spin on women supporting women. Right. Because I think it's really great to say you do it and you put your Instagram up saying like, you know, hashtag lady boss and girl power and all that stuff. Mm. But it's like, are you actually executing that in your life? Completely. Right. So it's just really, it's not about doing that. I would say, I would suggest, I would suggest to every time there's a conversation, Mm. let's just support each other. And so, well, how can I help you is something I request my desk people do with my massage people. So Mm -hmm. every time they come out, how can I help you? Is there any way I can help you? And so really meaning that Mm. and how can we assist and help each other? Mm. And I think calling out when someone has helped us. Yes, imagine that. Particularly publicly and this is this whole thing with everyone having these highly stylized lives online, right? Your Instagram stories and your Instagram feed. It's like you, it's you a create lot of a work. character. It's a highlight <laughs> reel. It is yeah. a lot of work and especially if it's your business, right? But I think we can do a better job of um, if, if, a, if another woman helped you, gave you a recommendation, made an introduction, Whenever you can publicly acknowledge that person, it would be great to see. It would be great a to lot see. more of that because I see so much of that where it's not. We're not there yet. I think it's coming, but we're not there yet where we're still holding that bit back that says, "But oh, this was my idea, maybe, or you know, I'm going to make it look like I did this on my own." But and also, for what? we feel like we have to know everything where we don't. Mm. We have to really know everything, and I think that's your. You are unique because you will actually say the truth, and I. Th- for me, that's very unique mm. in that you will tell your story and how you feel about things. And many women have come into my space and said, wow, that just made me feel so normal, like I'm okay, that I felt that too and I feel that too. And I think, um, look, Instagram and social media and all the amazing, you know, fantastic, I didn't grow up with it, but it was it's incredible. But I also am across from women saying you need to go off grid one day a week and the response is all over their face that that's not a possibility. And my next question is why not and why why do you need to be so accessible? Maybe let's not be that accessible. And the research that I've done is that, you know, anxiety is at an all-time high, trust is at an all-time low. This is sort of feeding all of that. And so great to be off grid, get off grid one day a week, be with the people that are important, connect with them and let's not have to be at that all the time. Mm. Mm. And this is the whole piece on true self because part of what I realised was, and again through our work, is when I was in my personal um, conversations with my girlfriends or my husband or my mom or my sisters, I wasn't inserting myself and my stuff into the conversation. Right. Because of my online character, 
is she's got it all together. Yeah. She's successful. And that definition of success, I think I tick that box of totally woman in leadership, in the shiny women's lifestyle scene and all of that mm. stuff. And so because I'd put my highlight reel out there, I couldn't find an entry point in my personal conversations to say, hey, I'm really struggling or this is happening at work or whatever it might be, that whole piece on I'm actually not anywhere near perfect and I actually don't have anywhere near all of it together. I think you're great. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're so open. Yeah. I think that is just leaps and bounds ahead of everywhere. I completely agree. And when people come into my space, I'll say to someone, love your Instagram, can you help me? (laughs) And if we ask for help... Most women are so happy to help Mm. and then being grateful and then I tell every single person who helped me and why they did it and Mm. what they said. And that's the thing. That's what I think we all have to be better at is any time we have an opportunity to speak publicly and publicly is also our own Instagram, right, doesn't matter how many people follow you, is call that person out so other women can see what it looks like. I've just thought of someone I have to do that to. So great. Okay, good. All right. (laughs) Well, I'll look out for that and yes. you tell me when it is. Yeah, yeah. But it's a great reminder. Mm. I, you're right. Because great the younger women who are watching us be these super great successful beings, they can go, okay, she does it, but to your whole philosophy, she does it ethically yes. because she talks about the other women who helped get her there. Exactly. Yeah. So let's all do that more. Yeah. Deal, I'm going to tell listening. everybody that I meet, <laughs> shout out please publicly yeah. online. Exactly. Yeah. But I also wanted to ask, um, what do you, um, and broadly you don't have to go into mm. obviously personal detail, but what are you seeing and hearing from the women that come in? Like what are the, what is the pain and what are the issues? There's a few common threads. So obviously not specifically, but there's a few common threads where we're in that type of work when we're, um, CEOs and high profile, and particularly when people have a profile, mm. uh, it's very hard for them to just r- surrender. And so to coming to a space where they can surrender is key and complete confidentiality and complete everything's okay, it's all going to be fine. So they often can go through their entire lives with, without having that support and that network of people that can suspend them when they're mm. struggling. So why is that do you think? Because they've because everyone's watching. Everyone's watching all the time everywhere. So everyone has a phone, everyone has a video, everyone has everything and with the celebrity clients that we do, we don't usually list them and they come to us because of that. What I'm seeing is it's exhausting. Everyone is is exhausted from keeping that profile. Because there's no shutdown, there's no relax, there's no going offline. So they're working all day, they're going home, taking New York calls, taking, you know, overseas work. They're, everything's global. So there's this endless 24-7 demand. And it takes, and you can do that for a decade. There's no question. I did it. You can mm. do it for a decade. Once you get into your second decade, so I always say to people, look, I look at you and talk to you like a mother. And that's easy then to be protective and to advise and explain that I've done what you've done. I get it. And I get the 
you know, excitement and passion that we want to work like that and we want to work continually, but there's a price. There's a price for that. And you can do it for a decade and maybe two if you have a willful drive beyond the physical. Mm. But past that, there has to be some accountability or something mm. will happen. So I see them when something happens. So they come at when something happens, the critical. Yeah. So when it's so when they're being diagnosed with a serious disease, they've come to me. So they've got cancer. So they've just decided to come. Or when they're in the job and the relationship has fallen apart. Or they're Nothing's given yet, but it's close. They can feel it. They can feel the pressure within them and that's a really smart time to take action, you know, before we mm. get there. And, you know, often I've had to say, you know, you've got little children, you need to stop. Mm. You've got people that love you and care for you and let's just take a break for a while. Because I think we, I can certainly speak on my own experiences, we get to a point where we're not sure who we're doing it for anymore yes. because we were initially absolutely doing it for ourselves. And like to your point, being in that space is just... Incredible, right? Oh, and it's addictive, you know, and then you kind of go on autopilot. Mm. And this is my whole piece with the concept of offline and true self is we fail to develop ourselves yes because we develop other people around us we develop in our roles and we have new skills and mm. but then when we look in we're like oh, oh well, we on. haven't connected with self yeah and we don't know who we really are mm. and what we really want and we're either playing too small or too big mm. and we can be not connected with our fam the people that are important to us and we exactly we can't remember why we're doing it why mm. are we working seven days a week 80 hours i asked them what is why are you doing this? Mm. And there's never a answer that well, they're happy like, with. I don't know. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. You know, you gave me um such a perler recently. You've given me a lot of advice. But um recently you told me to stop it's time to stop being small. Mm. And I really I've sat with that a lot actually. That's great because when people, when women particularly become very successful, they then feel guilty about it, mm. which is just crazy, right? But I get it. Mm. But yeah. Yeah. To get out of the um, imposter syndrome world. Now, actually, I, I'm annoyed that I even said imposter syndrome because I think that term is actually now a bit cliche and I don't think it actually does justice to how we are. Mm. Feeling. I don't know, I just think it's been thrown around to a point where it doesn't mean as much. It's now a bit of a joke, like, oh, I've got imposter syndrome. But I think it moves from where we don't know why we're doing it mm. to then we look at why. So I feel it's if I ask that question, then they'll say, well, I'm, I don't really know why I'm doing it, but let's – so I go, great, so let's just have a think about that. Let's just feel that out, you know, think about it mentally, feel it spiritually. Does this serve you anymore? And also if you – Does this serve you anymore? Yeah, because what served us – so sometimes we're behaving in a certain way or we're being ourselves and we've got into habits of how things work for us, whether it's relationship, whether it's work, how to behave at work to move ahead and so on. So it may have served us in our 20s or our 30s, but does it serve us now? Mm. So it's really looking at what we're doing and does this 
work now for us? Mm. Is this what we want to carry into the future mm. or do we want to carry something else? But the working, the playing small is interesting and it's about as I'm speaking to people, I'm feeling there's more. And I'm going, is there a reason that you're playing small? Is there a reason that, you know, and I read this in a book and and it made me think of, you know, look at myself and why do we as women sometimes feel guilty for wanting more? Mm. Yeah. Where, what's so fascinating is as I continue to look in, more is not manifesting itself in stuff or title. Correct. More is now coming up. Though it can be, right. And so for so many years it was. More is now manifesting itself as, um, and am I ready for the next path? And I think that, oh, well, I can only assume a lot of women come to you at that crossroads as well. And my question is always, what is it exactly that you like? What is it exactly that you want to do? What do you love doing? What What's the dream? Where's the dream mm. and what happened to it? Mm. So the passion, where is that? Where do you, what do you love doing about your job? Mm. And where do you see yourself? Like if you could have absolutely anything, let's have it. Let's have let's it. Have it. <laughs> let's have it. Let's go. And <laughs> honour that. Honour that truth because it's, that's just truth. And ethically if we honour other people's truth, then we should honour our own. And ask ourselves the question and ask our children the question and not channel them but let them have their own journey also. Mm. And we each can ask ourselves that same question. Mm. So when I can feel there's more to the story, I'll ask. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what really hits home <laughs> when I'm with you. It's like, and then I start crying. <laughs> Which is very beautiful. Don't I cry see? every time? Yeah. But see, I don't see crying as a negative thing. I think no. people want us to be happy and we have to be that all the time, but that's not actually real. It's mm. not realistic, really. It's a lot of pressure to be that all the time. And to hold it all in. And we have to hold it together from nine to five or really eight to seven Mm. or whatever it is, we have to Mm. be together and lead and demonstrate and mentor proper ethical behaviour in the workforce and how that is, workplace, all the time. Yeah. (laughs) And people are watching all the time yeah, and critiquing all the time and that's pressure and so we need to release. Mm. We need to. It's great to have a good cry. You feel Mm. so connected. Well, I have... um I asked Jeannie how women, maybe you, listening right now, can find a gentle entry point into self-work. I know for me in the beginning it felt big and expansive and, to be quite honest, really fucking scary. For a while I wanted to hide from it, but she taught me we don't have to work on all of the hard stuff all of the time. You want to do the self-work but maybe don't know where to start or how or it feels big, doesn't it? It's a big question, but it doesn't need to be. It can be really easy. So I find meditating is key. So if you're looking for that and wanting that, then have a gratitude meditation. So before you get out of bed, before you wake up, before you open your eyes, well, you're awake obviously, but when you open your, before you open your eyes, then just be grateful for everything that you currently have and everything that's in your life and everything that you haven't had to struggle to get clean air, clean food, 
Yeah, women that are around you, men that are around you, all the beautiful people and places and ocean and everything. So grateful for that first and then set an intention for the day. So how can I be the best me? So I ask myself this question every single day. I know. <laughs> you see my, my post-it notes. I, I do saw too. that in the bathroom. In the bathroom. <laughs> that was great. I was like, well done. We're in my lounge room, by the way. <laughs> and I think, um, you know, I'm no different to anyone else in that I ask myself those same questions every day and sometimes there's the same answer and other times there are different answers and sometimes I'm going, I can't be my best self today. <laughs> And that's okay too. So on those days I'll send presents yeah. <laughs> because anonymously presents can lift your vibration and, you know, gifts for people, whether it's a monetary thing or just a yeah, wow. gift. And so I can't always go there like everybody. How do I be the best me? How do I be the yeah. best wife? How do I be the best boss? Mom, Mom boss, daughter. friend. And yeah. then you go up into your day with that intention. And so if we have an intention once we've been grateful, then it just keeps turning around and around. So we're grateful. So then we lift our own energy and go out there beautiful, not sort of cheesy, happy. I'm not thinking that. I'm thinking more just authentically who we are as people. And if we see another person that needs our help, Maybe ask, can I help you? But I really believe that when you're looking, it will come. Mm. It will definitely come. And if you set the intention of like, I'm going to begin this journey of looking into myself and finding out who am I? Do I really want to be doing this? Am I really, you know, is this what I really want? Is this what I want now? Does this still serve me? And asking ourselves those big questions, Mm. I ask myself also. Yeah. (laughs) And different answers, you know. And being okay with that. And if there's pain, there's pain. Mm. And lean into that pain and feel it so that we can know it. It's mm. familiar. It's like a familiar friend. Yeah. And it's as important as joy. Mm. Equally, tears are important as laughter. Mm. All are required. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for a big life. Sometimes all in the same day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. Same hour. Those days same are hard days. Yeah, yeah. I think that's... Um, amazing advice and it's an amazing entry point for women who want to explore Mm. and listen to your intuition you will know when it feels right or doesn't Mm. well you are um one of the most important oh don't i'm gonna cry (laughs) (laughs) no oh oh bless you beautiful girl yeah. So this is the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is what we do. The crying. Um, but yeah, we're important to each other and we're there for each other. And it's incredible to share each other's life on a level that we don't share with so many people. And it's been an honour, you know, to work with you. And I haven't done any more than you've allowed and I wouldn't, you know. So if you want to work on things I'm good to go oh we're still going yeah well let me get it together for my last question (laughs) um so this is something I'm going to ask every guest following you because you are the reason for the podcast to exist so you know you have to be number one um this isn't a sad question so I can stop crying now but for you when you're sitting in your true self Mm. 
Who are you? So for me, um, I'm all about the help, how I can how I can help. I'm a problem solver and I remember being away with my son uh, at one of his camps where he was away for six months and we had to share experiences. You know, I haven't shared this with really anyone but here we go <laughs> live. Let's go. Um, we can always edit it out. Yeah, yeah. So he said uh, they were to ask, uh, they asked each boy, um, describe your mum, what's great about your mum. And, you know, he nailed it. He just nails it for me. He's my love, you know, and I was never having children. It was incredible. Thank God for Gary. Um, but he said, my mum never gives up. If there's a problem, she will never give up and never stop trying until she solves it for me or helps me do it or solves it for herself. Wow. It's just endless and, you know, I have my mother to thank for that who just had the bar so high you could never reach it. But it, <laughs> but it allowed me to have that endless, endless energy that there is nothing I won't do. Mm. And when you ask me, you know, would I? Of course I would. I yeah. would do anything for you because you've opened your heart to me. So we're done <laughs> forever. <laughs> and we There's have nothing to, I wouldn't do. Yeah, we have to yeah. finish there because... I think I'll just cry. Yeah. Um, so. so I'm a beauty therapist. I'm a massage therapist. I'm an aromatherapist. I'm a, I've done healing on myself since I was 18. And mm. so in everything that I do, I share and train my team to be better than me. Mm. And I, my goal is that. And someone taught me that very early, to train your people to be greater than you. Yes. And allow them to take your position. Yeah. And so, we all need a successor. Yeah, yeah. And so I still, I love my work. I'm so very blessed that I can have my space and hang out with beautiful women like you, mm. you know, and all your people. So, yeah. Yeah. Life's good. <laughs> That's your true self. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much for doing this. Oh, my pleasure. Well, for doing this, but for doing everything else. Oh. Um, and, yeah, I love you. I love you too. Beautiful girl. Yeah, what a joy. What a treat. Yeah, it's been amazing. Amazing. Incredible. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Offline. Visit getoffline.co to explore more episodes, the online courses I've created to help you succeed consciously, and upcoming community events. Follow getoffline.co on Instagram and me. My handle is Alison Larson Rice. Lastly, if you know someone who would benefit from hearing these honest conversations, please share offline with them. 